This episode of the New Christendom Daily is taken from a live radio broadcast. There's no scripts. There's no do-overs. There's no cuts. It's just from a live radio show done by a guy with a microphone and a set of earbuds and a radio show who pours his heart, his mind, and his body and soul into one thing, bringing about the New Christendom Daily. at the Federalist yesterday, the definitive answer to Is Die Hard a Christmas Movie? Can you do a poll in the Crusader Stadium chat room? You can, can't you? Do a poll, Maggie. I'm just curious. We'll just do it during this hour. Vote in the poll. By the way, Elon Musk put a poll up. Should Alex Jones be reinstated on Twata? He put it up on Friday, and sometimes Saturday the poll ended. And uh, how many, I, I, uh, did you see how many people voted in it? <clears throat> I know it was 70-30, yes. And he said, Vox Populi, yes, he will be, then uh, it shall be so. And so Alex Jones is going to be restored uh, to full posting capability. I guess they're going to restore his account uh, alongside. They already put Donald Trump, uh, President Trump's back up. Uh, well, they're going to put uh, Jones's account back up. Uh, but they had a poll, uh, and it was a 70-30 turnout. In any event. All right, everybody should get it. Okay, so everybody can vote in the poll? You you, you might have to, uh, uh, Okay. <laughs> Three answers. Is the movie Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. No. What is Die Hard? So, Cesare, your answer is what is Die Hard? Mita Chor, please. Why? What is Die Hard? Why are you wasting radio broadcast time with stupid trivia? Uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you how I'm voting because then you won't listen to the monologue here on the answer to the question. By Mark Hemingway. No. The one thing that I learned, by, <laughs> I spent 12 minutes reading this story on Saturday. So the one thing that I learned from it is about Home Alone, which is a Christmas movie. And that is, well, I'll get to it in a minute. That's just really the only thing that, that I learned from reading uh, the, uh, uh, <laughs> the definitive answer to his yippee ki yay Mama, you know what I? <laughs> you think about it, though. So Die Hard came out, what, 87? Here, here's a trivia question. Only Dr. Torres will know the answer to this. What TV show was Bruce Willis on at the time that Die Hard came on? Uh, that he was kind of a minor league star then until the movie Die Hard comes out. Unless you were watching this particular TV show, you probably never heard of the guy. Name the TV show. 844-527-8723. Hop into Crusader Stadium chat room. CrusaderChannel.com forward slash chat. First, let's get something straight. The definitive answer to the question, is Die Hard a Christmas movie, is that there is no definitive answer to the question. Oh, yes, there is. Uh, but before you turn away and discuss that you fell for this obvious clickbait, Mark Hemingway says, hear me out. As a certified Gen X cultural Sherpa, I'm going to tell you every relevant detail behind a silly debate that has now morphed into a seasonal tradition. 
It turns out that the backstory here is actually interesting and entertaining, and if you stick with me to the end, I promise there's a fun twist to be had involving Die Hard's connection to one of the most beloved Christmas films of all time, a story that's sure to blow a few minds on the Christmas party circuit. By the way, do you have a, a picture of your shirt in that color? <laughs> yeah. You need to show everyone she's not wearing a Christmas sweater, <laughs> which usually is a big Lebowski Walter uh, uh, Sobchek sweater. What is it? What does the blue one say? I'll roll on Shabbos. Is that what it says? <laughs> Y'all all need to see Maggie's Christmas sweater. Wait, I can't describe it because it won't make any sense. Uh, you have to actually see it at Crusade. There it is. <laughs> so it's the Grinch peering through the T-shirt going like, Ugh, paper. <laughs> because, because Maggie is a people person, but uh, she used to be a people person, but people spoil her uh, of this. Hemingway says the one thing that's always bothered me about the Is Die Hard a Christmas movie discourse is why does it only center on Die Hard? <laughs> Those of us who grew up in the '80s know that a, a full know that in a decade full of iconic films, Die Hard isn't the only one set during Christmas. In fact, just over a year before Die Hard was released in the summer of 1988, Lethal Weapon came out with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Uh, though it's not quite as beloved as Die Hard, it spawned several sequels and was a mega hit. How many of you remember Lethal Weapon? Well, Lethal Weapon is about, uh, is about what, what was his name? Uh, Riggs. Uh, Mel Gibson played a guy named Riggs. Martin Riggs, I, I, I want to say. Uh, he was a mentally unstable cop, and his fussy partner, who played Danny Glover, played the family man, right? The black cop. The straight. Uh, Mel Gibson was the comedy, Danny Glover was the straight man. Uh, and a dangerous band of drug smugglers all over LA, and it is set during what time of year? Christmas! Christmas. Not surprisingly, both Die Hard and Lethal Weapon had something in common. They were both projects of Hollywood mega producer Joel Silver. There's something else that's interesting about this. John McTiernan, who directed one of my favorite uh, action films, uh, sci-fi action films ever, Predator, Die Hard is a McTiernan film. I, I think I knew that, but I, I wasn't. I was reminded of it while I was reading Hemingway's piece. In the case of Die Hard, however, deciding to set it at Christmas was pretty easy in one respect. Most people don't realize the movie was based on a 1979 pulp novel called Nothing Lasts Forever by a journeyman crime writer named Roderick Thorpe. In fact, and you know what? And I bet you in the chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat, I bet you Dr. Torres has the full, complete, unabridged collector's edition set of Roderick Thorpe classics. And he'll send you one if you ask him for Christmas. In fact, Nothing Less was a sequel to Thorpe's 1966 novel, The Detective, which featured the same man, uh, the same main character, and was also made into an eponymous movie in 1968 starring Frank Sinatra. I didn't know this. 
though the detective was actually one of the biggest hits of 1968. It's been largely forgotten in the decade since. Nonetheless, it's, it's interesting to contemplate that Willis's performance in Die Hard is picking up where Frank Sinatra left off. So who knew that, um, oh gosh, what was, McLean, John McLean is the character, is the detective character in Die Hard, that this was a Thorpe novel. Again, Torres has the collector, the entire unabridged collector set, I'm sure. Um, I was going like, doesn't everyone, doesn't everyone have the Thorpe entire collector's unabridged set? Come on. What are you people, what, what kind of cultural stooges are you people? So the detective was actually, uh, a lot of liberties were taking, uh, uh, adapting Thorpe's novel into Die Hard. I've never, I, 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 you know, I think, I think I've watched the credits on this because, and I don't remember seeing that it was based on a, a novel. Um, to start, the name of the character in the books is Joe Leland. And it was changed to the iconic John McClane for the movie. However, one important aspect of the book did this, it did stay the same from the jacket copy of Nothing Lasts Forever, the setting, Los Angeles, the time, the 24 hours between Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. So it is set in Christmas. So the poll right now, the poll. <laughs> Maggie just put it in there. We're running neck and neck here. Uh, you need to go into the, the Crusader Stadium chat room and vote. Because, you know, our precious Crusader democracy... <laughs> This is a precious it's a democracy. 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 This is this is look, you're. If you don't vote, you're a threat to our precious crusade democracy, you people, and you're a bunch of Scrooges. That makes a great point. What is Schaefer's? No, Schaefer. No, Schaefer and Great Point do not go in the same sentence, Maggie. What is Schaefer's great point? Well, he's just saying that if it just happens to be set at Christmas time, then Gremlins is a Christmas movie too. Hey, this is a great this is a great topic here. Chat room's already buzzing. That's right, Shuffle thirteen. That's right, Gremlins was only set on Christmas. That's right. Schaefer for the win. I wonder if Schaefer can make us uh, uh, Papa John's chaffaroni pizza. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal makes the. Shakaroni. Can you make a chefaroni? <laughs> by the by, best commercial yet, 2023. Best Christmas commercial yet is John Travolta for Capital One, dressed up as Santa, walking through the streets of, I guess it's New York at Christmas time. Uh, looking like he's aged 40 years since the movie Saturday Night Fever come, came out. And they actually got the mechanical license. For those of you that aren't in the know, the mechanical license means that the producer, whoever made the, uh, uh, the TV commercial for, um, uh, for Capital One, they actually bought the rights to use the actual song. Because a lot of times what they'll do is they'll just buy the, the uh, they'll ask the studio to cut them out a copy if they still have the tapes of just the, mu the just the music track, or they'll get a Muzak version of it. But they actually had the rights, and then and it's, it's Travolta obviously walking as he did in the movie uh, Saturday Night Fever. He's actually he's walking to the beat of "Staying Alive" through the through the streets. Two, three, four, 
Who knew the Bee Gees would get in on Christmas? In any event, it's very well done. It's very well done. Travolta looks like a Santa Claus character. And it's funny. It's got humor to it. There's nothing objectionable about it. You know, he makes the kids' uh, Christmas tree all light up with, with with gold glitter and stuff. It's 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 cute, if you will. But the Bee Gees are playing in the background. Oh, is this it? You have it. What's your new one? Okay, so back to the, the question, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Vote in the poll in the Crusader Stadium chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Almost 80 chatters in there today. Almost 80 chatters in there today. Wow. Uh, so the Christmas setting was both the result of Silver's influence and taken from Die Hard's source material. Of course, this being Hollywood, there's no uh, no way uh, that two smash hit films in the same genre are made in successive years employing the same setting without it being copied and driven into the ground. In fact, Shane Black, the witty screenwriter behind Lethal Weapon, went on to write and direct a number of slick action and suspense films set at Christmas, including The Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Nice Guys, and Iron Man 3. Is Iron Man 3 set at Christmas? Shuffle 13, is Iron Man 3 set at Christmas? I don't think so. Well, is it? It's been a while since I've seen it. It is. So it is. Um, it's also worth noting that in 1991, Black would write a big action film starring Bruce Willis, still casting off the success of Die Hard three years later, The Last Boy Scout. Though it's hard to definitively say, The Last Boy Scout is defined by a Christmas setting. An early scene in the movie shows Willis's character, a burnout private detective estranged from his wife, looking at a picture of his daughter that she drew of Santa Claus. All these little tie-ins here. Regardless, the formula did not go unnoticed. Mel Gibson himself has joked about how prevalent the trend was starting in the 80s, telling E! News... Set it at Christmas. Lots of snow, funny little songs, music to kill by, you know? <laughs> the Last Boy Scout is a good movie. That's, uh, who's the, uh, the black guy? Uh, the, uh, the, is that Damon Wayans? That's the uh, other, the protagonist? Bruce Willis's uh, nemesis in, in the last, it, it is Damon Wayans. Yeah, it's a good film. Um... Uh, uh, regardless, uh, uh, joking or not, Gibson is onto something. Arti artistically speaking, the emotional warmth and peace on earth, goodwill toward men message of Christmas certainly heightens the contradiction and absurdity of your typical action film. In recent years, we've seen a number of action films that, uh, that, uh, that lean full bore into Christmas themes, such as Violent Night. There's, some of them are just stupid. Uh, John Woo's new revenge film, Silent Night, again stupid. And to bring it to the full circle, the absurdist, uh, uh, Mel Gibson and Fat Man. I mean, Fat Man was... Yeah, after you watch Fat Man, you're, 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 you're at the point at the end of the movie, you're like, what's the point, dude? Why? Why? The only one that I thought that had any kind of novelty to it was the one where they get snowed in. What's the name of that one? 
where the great snowstorm comes and they're all stuck in the same house together and it's the family and they're fighting them and it's Christmas Eve. And then they find out that there's actually a snow monster out there that's eating anyone that goes outside. Um, oh gosh, what's the name of that one? That's uh, uh, mildly original. It, it, it's, at least it's not a diehard ripoff. Um, and I didn't know this. A few years ago, Die Hard's director, John McTiernan, has an interesting thing to say about the contrast between the movie's violent action and Christmas setting. We hadn't intended it to be a Christmas movie, but the joy that came from uh, from it is what turned it into a Christmas movie. He was joking, obviously. Said McTiernan, who went on to tell People Magazine that he and producer Silver compared it to the Pottersville sequence from It's a Wonderful Life which McTiernan said was the clearest demonstration and criticism of runaway, unregulated war capitalism. McTiernan, this is interesting. How many of you people knew that John McTiernan went to jail? He went to the federal pen for a year. Here's what he did. It's interesting to take from coming from McTiernan, who did nearly a year in federal prison for hiring a notoriously unscrupulous private investigator to wiretap film industry rivals. And the initial judge in the case said McTiernan behaved as if he was above the law. Where have I heard that from? Had shown no remorse and lived a privileged life and simply wants to continue that. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. At the end, the most cliche thing about Die Hard is not the fact that the movie has a Christmas backdrop. It's this, and you and you movie fans out there that kind of like this genre, you'll pick up on this immediately. I did. Die Hard's basic plot device, where one man trapped in a confined setting meticulously picks off the bad guys one by one, has been endlessly ripped off ever since. They're still ripping it off. Just like the, the setting for uh, Lethal Weapon, the buddy movie, has been complete, it's been ripped off hundreds of times. The, the, the only one, the only rip-off rip that uh, uh, Lethal Weapon that I ever thought was worth a hoot was Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan um, uh, when, uh, when they did, wait, what, what was it called? Um, well, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Uh, it's another buddy movie. Um, and it's just because Chris Tucker just is funny. Rush Hour. Rush Hour. <laughs> and Jackie Chan. It's just, he's a perfect foil for, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it's just very funny. Uh, McTiernan then finished the interview uh, with a rant comparing the robbers masquerading as terrorists and diehard to authoritarians and, and low-status angry men. Okay, I'm going to move on from this. Uh, what's the poll? What are we looking like in the results of our poll? So the poll, the question is... yes and 18% no. What is it? 23% yes, it's a Christmas movie. 18% no. Well, that's only 45%. What's the rest? There's 1% diehard. Uh, what is diehard? Oh, one, uh, they, they can't be right. It says you said 23 or 20, 43? 23 votes. Oh, 23. What's the percentage? 54.76 to be precise. Four or against? Four. Four. All right. Uh, now I say that uh, you should be... Okay, we'll keep voting. Uh, CrusadeChannel.com forward slash chat. Anyway, back to the matter, and I already voted. 
Uh, it's gonna let me vote again. I know it just it just spammed me because you can only vote once, the king dude. I've sent it again for those that didn't get it. Okay, so you didn't get it. It's gonna go out if you're in the chat room now. It will ping you to vote. <clears throat> One of the most, uh, most obvious uh, diehard ripoffs of the year rarely gets credited. Now, this is what I this is the only thing that I took away that I, that, that I really didn't know, other than the the thing about the author uh, the uh, of Die Hard. They remade Die Hard two years later with Daniel Stern. No, was it Daniel Stern? What's the actor's name? Joe Pecci, and maybe it was Daniel Stern. And Macaulay Culkin, and they called it Home Alone. Now, if you think about Home Alone, which actually is set on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, what does Macaulay Culkin do? He's John McClane. He's running around the house. He's setting booby traps for Joe Pecci and the, um, what's the other guy in Home Alone? You're sending booby traps for Joe Pecci. Uh, Daniel Stern. I, I was right. It was Daniel Stern. For Daniel Stern and Joe Pecci to fall into, who are just trying to break in to, and you never find the find out the last name of Macaulay Culkin's family that left him. You know, they went to Paris. And they left him, you know, they left him home, obviously. But John McTiernan pointed out, he goes, dude, they completely ripped us off when John Hughes wrote... Home Alone. So two years after Home Alone comes out, Christmas Vacation comes out, also written by John Hughes. Uh, but there's no, uh, Cousin Eddie's not trying to save Christmas by picking bad guys off one by one. But think about Home Alone. Home Alone completely is diehard. I mean, he's going to the house, he's disguising himself, he's, he's hiding in places. Uh, the, the Daniel Stern and Joe Petty are trying to find him. You know, and then all they want to do is, uh, is get rid of the kid so that they can take the giant stash of the, the family silverware and the jewels and everything that they come in to steal. So uh, uh, Home Alone is an absolute total Die hard for family men because there's no swearing and all that uh, and stuff in it. Uh, Home Alone's rated PG or PG 13, and Die Hard obviously is rated R. Uh, okay, you still have a chance. Well, it looks like Yes is going to carry it. I'm going to disagree with you, uh, and I'm going to pronounce, and my vote's the only one that matters, I'm going to pronounce that uh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie because they haven't said anything at all. About Jesus. <laughs> hadn't said anything at all about nativities. Hadn't said anything at all about the coming of the Savior or anything to, to that effect whatsoever. The closest you get is when the guy comes over to loudspeaker and announces, uh, I think I had the sound bite, and makes the announcement that they are, yeah, here it is. <clears throat> All right, listen up, guys. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring except the four coming in the rear in standard two by two cover formation. That's pretty much it. There, there is one scene where there's a Christmas party going on. Here's a trivia question: What's the tower called? 
What's the building in Die Hard? So I say that my conclusion is that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. You can watch it any time of year. For some stupid reason, it always comes on, like the on um, Black Friday after Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, Father Damien even mentioned it in his homily. They, they, if you're going to go home and start Advent uh, like two Sundays ago, he goes, go home and watch a, a family movie together. And, and even, you know, my priest at Our Lady of Mount Carmel even goes, oh, and the one with the action guy, Bruce Willis, in it, that's not a Christmas movie either. Don't go watch that one. That's bad. <laughs> so I'm siding with Father Damien, and I'm saying that it is not. And another interesting little trivia tidbit here, Bonnie Badia, the actress who plays Holly Gennaro, who is John McClane's wife and Die Hard, is the real-life aunt of Home Alone star Macaulay Culkin, who plays Kevin. So let's just imagine, for the hell of it, the fact that both Catherine O'Hara, who plays Kevin's mother in Home Alone, and Bonnie Badia have red hair isn't a total coincidence. You could easily squint and imagine the two were sisters. Let's say that the maiden name of Catherine O'Hara's character in Home Alone, the family's, he says the family's last name is never given in the film, is Gennaro, which would make Holly Gennaro, McLean, and Kevin's mom sisters. Ergo, Kevin from Home Alone is John McLean's nephew in the extended die-hard Home Alone universe. <laughs> so, boom, it's everything that you ever wanted to know about Die Hard, but we're afraid to ask, and I conclude that it is not a Christmas movie, but the survey in the chat room says, what's the final tally? I've got a right now. All right. Uh, yes votes, 31 for 56.36% say it is. You're all dead to me. If you <laughs> voted yes, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about, we, how about we cross the two films and die hard alone? So there you go. Mike Church Show here on the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio the way it should be. Now, let's get... People are going like, better char play that they're eating meat and taters on this show today. Well, there's a little bit of meat on the bone. 